The Becker's team is excited to be making our return to in-person events this fall. Join us in September for Becker's Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to attend the in-person program in Chicago and also to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. For information about registering and to find out if you are eligible to attend free of charge, reach out to us at registration at beckershealthcare.com. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Heather Geisler, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Communications and Experience Officer at Henry Ford Health System in Detroit. Heather, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Laura. It's so nice to be here with you. Before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I am the Chief Marketing Communications and Experience Officer at Henry Ford Health, uh, a role that I held for about 10 months. Um, I joined the system from Hyatt Hotels Corporation, where I was the Senior Vice President of Global Brands, which meant that I oversaw brand positioning, marketing, and experience across the full brand portfolio um, globally. Um, so a new uh, transition for me, obviously, from a new industry to um, from one industry to another, um, uh, and, and was certainly interesting with everything that entails. Uh, prior to my time at Hyatt, I worked in media. I ran brand marketing at MSNBC, the cable network in New York, um, and before that, spent the majority of my time uh, working in agencies. Uh, on the marketing and the communication side, building integrated engagement programs for a wide variety of clients, everything from nonprofit organizations to Fortune 500 companies, um, some of the, some brands you've heard of, some organizations and brands you may have never heard of, but really focused on building highly integrated marketing and communications campaigns to drive engagement um, around issues and products uh, that are important um, in moving us forward. So was very excited about the opportunity to, to move into healthcare, especially at such a dynamic time. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's fascinating. And, you know, considering all your experience in marketing and communications and, and some of the different campaigns that you've worked on, what were we able to bring to Henry Ford that, you know, really um, might not be second nature to healthcare organizations, but that you've learned from some of the other companies that you've worked for? Yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the things that, um, I've learned across my career is often the dynamics that drive consumer behavior and consumer choice and preference um, around whether it's what television program you're going to watch or where you want to stay in a hotel or, or even where, where you may um, have an opportunity to seek out or find yourself seeking healthcare um, are often driven by other industries, right? When you think about consumer behavior, consumer experience and consumer expectations, um, we don't have separate computers for booking hotel rooms or making doctor's reservations. Those experiences are shaped and often influenced by cultural influences, by values, uh, by, um, you know, dynamics that are, that, that do come from outside of industry. And I, I think that's one of the things that has been so interesting for me is to be able to draw upon the learnings, uh, I've had about why people make choices what influenced their perception of choices, how we make sure that we're giving consumers and in this case patients more control over their experiences. As I've seen that play out in media, in hospitality, um, and in other parts of the nonprofit sector. Um, sector. Um, and I think that's really interesting. I think we're smart to look beyond our purview. It's 
smart to look beyond our industry. And it's equally important, if not more important, to listen, right? To not just look at what happens, but to ask the tough questions about what are the behaviors, beliefs, expectations, or desires of consumers that are driving those choices. And how can we and should we be calibrating um, how we're marketing, how we're talking about our brand, how we're presenting and delivering and creating new experiences accordingly. Got it. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, it's so interesting to hear. And I'm wondering, too, if you could talk a little bit about the intersection between the marketing communications and then the the role you have as chief experience officer. How do they all interplay together um, as something that you are pursuing and overseeing for the health system? I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. And I, I do think that we have to think about that in an integrated way. Um, what, what brand does, it all comes down to brands in many ways. Um, what your brand does um, and what marketing does in communications is create an expectation, right? Marketing says, here's what we're going to deliver to you. Here's what you can expect to receive from us. But what experience does is ultimately deliver or not deliver on that expectation, um, and so if you're not thinking about them in an integrated way, if you're not thinking about what are we doing at kind of the top of that consideration funnel that's helping to draw people in and making people say, Henry Ford may be a place that is right for me. Um, and if that's not being continued and, and all the way through to how are we then delivering on that experience and hopefully turning them into somebody who has a high degree of loyalty to the system or to their individual provider, then we've missed. So you have to take a step back and really look at it on the continuum of the entire kind of consideration or or personal health journey of each of those individual consumers or patients that you're going to interact with and think about where do we intersect them from marketing? How is that creating an expectation? How are we making sure we have the tools and services in place to help deliver on that expectation and help them get that appointment or get to that right provider or find the information they're looking for or support they're looking for from us? And then ultimately, on the experience side, are we delivering on that expectation? Or more importantly, are we exceeding that expectation in the quality of the care and the experience we deliver? And then that follow-up of communication and marketing again. How are we making sure that we're continuing to support them on that journey and that they really are seeing the system? In our case, they're seeing Henry Ford as a, as a really important partner in their health care, not just a provider. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely sounds like it's correct and, you know, makes a ton of sense to have those roles funneled together in in something that you can follow up on from one location. Now, what are some of the biggest risks that you've taken in your career that paid off? I think probably the biggest risk I took in my career, if you ask somebody who knows me, was, was joining healthcare in the middle of the pandemic, to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have, I didn't have um, industry experience, you know, I had worked in public health on public health campaigns, I had worked for health related organizations, but not in a traditional, you know, kind of healthcare delivery system or integrated system. And, you know, there were plenty of folks who said, are you, do you really want to move to healthcare in September, you know, when we were you know, months into the pandemic, and there were no, there was no end in sight, right? Um, and I will tell you, I think in many ways, in in my calculation, and it's proven true, entering healthcare in the middle of the pandemic was probably the most energizing, exciting, and high potential opportunity 
I could have had in front of me. I mean, it was a time when you think about it is a time that's really forcing the industry and in our case, our organization to reimagine everything, right? That everything that we knew was normal and the way, you know, what expectations were, how we delivered, you know, how we were operationally aligned to deliver an experience. Um, uh, it, it forced us to change how we communicate, how, you know, how we, we think about, um, what we can do, what we need to do. Um, and it, it forced it, like I said, it forced us to reimagine everything. It required us to think about who we are as an organization at our core and how do we make sure we don't compromise that despite being tested. It helped us to focus really singularly on the need of the patient, the consumer, and equally important of our team members, right? We, we really needed to make sure we were supporting our teams so that they could deliver the best care, but we also had to understand what the best care looked like in, with the changing dynamics within the communities we serve. Um, what do people viscerally need and desire, and how can we um, pivot and in some case reimagine and in some case walk away from things we did before and, and work towards, you know, kind of a new vision for the future. So it is something that is still obviously not only for Henry Ford, but across the industry, something we're grappling with, but I find it incredibly energizing and exciting and, um, you know, a huge opportunity for not just evolution, but revolution within the industry and within our organization. That's fantastic. And, you know, how inspiring to think that there are so many opportunities now, you know, amid everything that's happened in the past year to really make some significant changes and a big impact on healthcare and healthcare delivery for the communities that you serve. Now, what do you think that you do differently that has made you successful throughout your career? I think there's a couple of, you know, kind of I think there are kind of two guiding principles that I've really embraced when I think about how I approach my role, how I approach leading my teams and the contributions to the organizations that I've been privileged to be a part of. You know, the first, I think, is um, to start from a place of humility, to be smart enough to know what you don't know, um, but also confident enough to own your experience and your insight and to always show up as a contributor. And you know, it is intimidating. I've, you know, I've switched industries many times um, in my career. Um, And, you know, working on the agency side, you get a new client, you got to get smart really quick about their business and their industry. And I think the one thing I learned is that you should always start with an acknowledgement of the fact that you don't have all the answers. Um, What you bring to it, and and what I've always owned is my experience, you know, the, the experience I've had in creating um, you know, leveraging insights and working very closely to leverage research and data to inform, you know, communications and marketing and engagement strategies. That's something I bring and that's honed and been refined across my experience. But I don't know the ins and outs of running a, running a healthcare company or an integrated delivery system or, you know, how, how, you know, as an industry, you know, some of the, the in, in, you know, within the challenges within the industry and the external forces that are going to change it, those are things I have to learn. And I have to lean very closely on those folks within my organization who have that expertise. Um, But I will not be shy about sharing what I have learned, you know, from other industries um, and across my experience, if I feel like it will genuinely help us continue to move forward. 
and achieve the business, ultimately achieve the business objectives of the system. Um, so I think that's critically important. The second thing I would say, especially in a lot in large institutions, you know, and Henry Ford, um, you know, has 33,000 team members across Central and, and Southeast Michigan, as well as an expanding international presence. And, you know, I think the one thing I realize is that in, in big, large organizations and complex industries, uh, you shouldn't go in trying to boil the ocean, right? The reality is, is change doesn't happen overnight. And what my approach has always been to look at where we can innovate um, in incremental ways sometimes um, and, and make some change that gets you the permission to do the big things, right? And I think in front of us, we ultimately see lots of things that can be improved. In some ways, it feels transformative. Um, but if we can do those small things, if we can show and create a vision for the organization of where we're going and start to build the alliances and the support we need inside and outside the organization to make the big change possible, that's what we need to focus on. So um, I'm really proud of what my team and I have done, um, you know, uh, and then the way we've come together as a team in particular during the pandemic. Um, but what we, what, what that unification and singular focus and prioritization has allowed us to do is to optimize for when we emerge, um, and to come out of, out of this pandemic stronger than we were going in, unified around a vision for what we want to offer to the patients that we serve, um, and, and really able to, you know, kind of, kind of sprint forward into not only um, remaining competitive in the marketplace, but really helping to reframe, you know, what a healthcare offering from Henry Ford can and should look like. Got it. Got it. You know, that's, that's really interesting and fascinating to think about how all those different aspects of the healthcare system um, in, in what you do in particular kind of come together in order to make sure people are getting the care, receiving the messages, and then um, able to um, deliver upon, as you have mentioned, what, what you're able, uh, what the health system is promising. So, uh, you know, I, I think the way you're managing teams, it sounds like you've got a lot um, going on and very, very organized on that. How do you see your teams evolving in the next year or so, especially as we are coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, I think there's a huge focus, you know, on experience. And it's really interesting because, um, I think experience is one of those spaces. I have a care experience team. I have a consumer insights and experience team. I have an, in, you know, an experience analytics team. Um, but the reality is everybody owns the, owns the experience. Um, and so I do think, you know, uh, some of the ways that, that our team is evolving is this huge focus on how are we really tapping into and understanding changes in consumer expectations, beliefs, um, needs um, coming out of the pandemic, and how are we taking those insights, our experience and our analytics, and applying them to um, opti not only optimize what we have in market, but think about new ways of connecting. Uh, and, and that shift in mentality of being hyper-focused on our patients and our communities and, you know, our team members and helping them understand culturally what we need to do um, to be able to deliver on that promise and expectation is critically important. I think the other thing we realized is that we just, there is this incredible need for, to be more nimble and more agile. And that means being able to move quickly and aggressively around opportunities as they present themselves, 
being one step ahead and anticipating and always applying the learnings from whatever we do to optimize what we do and to reimagine what's possible. And I think that focus on, um, on doing less things and doing them better, um, but also having teams that are very focused on being highly agile is something that you do see as a priority in a lot of other sectors, you know, obviously in the technology sector in a lot of, you know, kind of consumer focused experience organizations like hospitality. And I do think it's a place where there's a huge opportunity in many sectors of healthcare to adopt that, you know, kind of fail fast, learn from that experience, apply it, and, and continue to innovate, um, but ultimately also to scale those innovations in the way that benefit the most people possible. Um, that kind of focus is something that I, you know, hope to bring to my team and serve as a model for our extended organization. Got it. Got it. That that's, um, sounds like, you know, a great plan on moving forward. Now, before we wrap up our conversation and given your experience with the consumer experience and, and, you know, engagement, can you share three trends in healthcare that you're following most closely today? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because when I thought about this question, I, I, Again, I went right to this idea of, you know, there's been lots of conversation about the emerging force of consumerism in healthcare. And, and so when I think about the three areas where that manifests itself, it's um, where is care being delivered? What are consumer expectations about where care is being delivered, about how it's being delivered, and about when it's being delivered, right? And where it's being delivered really is, you know, kind of the shift from traditional, you know, um, uh, you know, care delivery models that were based around centralized community hospitals um, to more decentralized care models, including virtual care and, and um, you know, home-based care, um, which was necessitated and forced in many ways through the pandemic, but I think will be, um, is not only an interesting model from a business perspective for health systems to continue to look at, but I do think increasingly you'll see consumers um, desire, and as they learn more and are more comfortable with those alternative care settings, actually be advocating for. So I think where care is delivered is something that's going to be incredibly important. I think how it's being delivered is also um, incredibly important. And, you know, when you think about consumers owning their health care, really having um, more access than they've ever had to things like diagnostic tools and health monitoring devices and, um, you know, you know, this expectation of data being available at a minute and a minute at your fingertips, um, that kind of really dynamic approach to healthcare delivery is going to be, um, we're going to see people who can do that and deliver on that excelling and accelerating, um, I think, in the future. Um, so I think that's a really important space for us to look at is that intersection of technology, especially consumer facing technology um, and um, traditional care delivery and changing how it's being um, delivered. And then the last is when, you know, I mean, we, we very much live in an on-demand culture and, um, you know, I think this idea of, I don't understand why I can, you know, it's so easy for me to book a hotel room or make a purchase or the personalization, you're one step ahead of me. You can anticipate what I need in so many other sectors, but we have more data than, than you know, about consumers 
um, in healthcare than we do in so many other industries, but we're not applying them in a way that allows us to be predictive and to really create this easy, seamless way for people to access care when they need it on their own terms. Um, I think you're going to see increasing innovation and desire in that space. And that's a huge opportunity as well. Um, you know, as we think again about virtual care and care that's delivered outside of traditional time schedules and locations and, you know, the ability to self-schedule an appointment when I need it on my own terms from any device um, in a systematic way. The idea that I don't have to fill out forms, you know, four different times, you already have my data, how are you applying it for me? I think when we think across the healthcare continuum, there are so many places where, again, the learnings and expectations that are being set by industries outside of healthcare are really going to change, influence, and push expectations within healthcare. And we have an opportunity to not only respond, but hopefully to be able to anticipate and innovate around some of those areas, um, you know, moving forward. Heather, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Great. Thanks so much, Laura. I appreciate the time.